0: In this episode, we're going to be circling back to my most anticipated games of 2022. Except we're not talking about the 22 games that I listed back in January. Instead, this is a part two to that episode, where we will be looking at 15 more games that have been announced since then. My name is Nick Murray, and you are listening to the Bytewing Games Podcast. To start off the year discussing my most anticipated upcoming board games. It's an exciting way to get the hype train rolling as we look forward to the most promising designs hitting the market. The only problem with this tradition is that many of the year's releases are still hidden away and unrevealed until several months later. By the time we are starting the big convention season, as we are now, including Origins, Gen Con, and Essence Spiel, My wishlist tends to double in size as publishers unveil their projects that are merely weeks or months from hitting stores. So it's time once again for me to comb over the announcements and reveals and handpick my most anticipated games of 2022 Part 2. So we're going to start things off with Longboard. For Kinesia fans, such as myself, we're finally reaching the end of a fairly long drought of Kinesia releases that has spanned over 8 months. I believe the last notable one was Siege of Rundar. Of course, we find other ways to get our Kinesia fix, such as tracking down hidden gems or revisiting reliable classics. While I already mentioned plenty of upcoming Kinesias in my previous list, those are all still unreleased, at least for North American gamers. The game that is actually ending the drought on my continent is none other than Longboard. Why is this one exciting? Well, this tubular card game from 25th Century Games, publisher of Ra, Common, and more offers a hint of Lost City's card play in 20-30 to 30 minutes for 2-4 players. What's interesting here is that each player has a public card supply, which is separate from your scoring tableau. You can claim cards from your supply or force trades on other players by taking from their supply in exchange for higher valued cards from your own. The game also features a large variety of objective cards to change up the bonus point incentives. Longboard is actually the only game on this list that I've already played. I really enjoyed my first play of it and I'm eager to explore it more before sharing my full thoughts. That was Longboard and it is available right now from 25th Century Games and probably coming soon to retail. The next highly anticipated game on my list, San Francisco, which is expected to release in the second quarter in Europe and in the third quarter worldwide. I'll give you one more Kinesia before we take a break and venture off into other designs. San Francisco is soon releasing from publisher Rebel Studio, who recently put out a gorgeous and pleasant production of Meadow that I shared my thoughts on in a recent episode. Like Longboard, this is a game that I expect to play and share my thoughts on relatively soon. Why is this one exciting? I'm excited to try this one because it appears to be quite different from many of Reiner's recent releases. In San Francisco, you'll either be adding a project card to the market, deciding which column to place it in, or claiming a column of cards to add to your own city board. The goal is to complete districts first, stretch your cable car network furthest, construct the most valuable city, and set yourself up for erecting skyscrapers. Unlike many modern city building games, San Francisco keeps its scoring system tight and competitive. From reading the rules, I get the impression that you'll be scraping by just to squeeze a single point out of your city. And doing so means that you'll be denying your opponents that very points. At 45 to 60 minutes, this appears to be the next great medium light euro from the good doctor since Mille Fiori, which is another one that I really loved. Next we're going to talk about An Empty Throne, which is expected to release in July. Coming real soon. Of all the games I have ever backed, An Empty Throne is the one that I know the least about. It sounds reckless, I know, but it was a rather easy blind purchase given the fact that this is a two-player 20-minute card game that costs $19, that includes shipping. So why is it exciting? Well, the only reason I caught wind of this game was due to the glowing endorsements and excitement from Board Game Barrage and Dan Thoreau of Spacebiff. Designer John Claudius has gained these passionate fans and more thanks to his previous offerings, most notably Omen, A Reign of War. Where the Kickstarter recently wrapped up and is already nearing fulfillment, I'm ready to discover what all the hype is about. And let's talk about another small game, Resist, expected to release in September. There aren't many crowdfunding projects that can get me to back a one-player game. In fact, I have never backed a solo game, and I can count on one hand how many I have purchased through retail. But when that solo game is a quick and easy 30 minutes of fun, coming from the creators of the Undaunted series, more on that later, and endorsed by a glowing Space Biff preview, then even I can't resist. But Why is it exciting? Well... Where the entire setup, maintenance, and teardown must be performed by one player, I prefer my solo games to be easy to jump into and quick to play. Resist appears to hit that sweet spot, with a compelling experience of tense deck destruction, as they call it, in a historical underdog tale. Next game, Space Station Phoenix. Yes, Space Station Phoenix is already available for purchase, assuming you look in the right places, but that won't stop me from talking about it here, especially because I'm still waiting for my pre-order. To be honest, I'd say that this game only has its Rio Grande space predecessors to thank for earning my pre-order. I've enjoyed Beyond the Sun, Race for the Galaxy, and Roll for the Galaxy, so it only makes sense that I'll enjoy Space Station Phoenix as well, right? Well, we'll find out. Why is this one exciting? Destruction seems to be the trending theme of the hottest mechanisms, as Resist features deck destruction, while Space Station Phoenix will challenge players with worker placement engine destruction. My only worry is that this game appears to be a massive table hog, featuring an explosion of fiddly components, but I'm still holding out for a worthwhile euro underneath it all. Next, let's talk about Nightmare Productions, expected to release in the third quarter. Now, you didn't forget about Reiner Kinesia, did you? Good. Me neither. I've acquired enough excellent Kinesia auctioning games to fill an entire shelf and provide a lifetime of entertainment. Yet, the upcoming Nightmare Productions, also known as Dream Factory also known as Trom Fabric, and a dozen other names, is notably missing from my collection. But if Kinesia auctioning games are a dime a dozen, then what's so special about this one? Well, for starters, this is one of Tom Vassals of the Dice Tower, all-time favorite Kinesia games. And he has played a lot of them. I may not agree on a lot of his opinions on Kinesia games, but the fact that this is one of his favorites certainly stands out to me. Second, the theme of producing horror films by assembling frightening creatures, spooky props, and chilling music sounds like an easy one to catch the interest of gamers and non-gamers alike. I think this one is going to be very easy to get to the table. Next up, Zombie Mania, also expected to release in the third quarter. This one is from the same publisher and designer of Nightmare Productions. Zombie Mania is actually an updated production of a zombie fighting, push your luck design that has been around for several years. So why am I excited about this? Well, although the older game has middling ratings on BoardGameGeek.com, it seems that very few people have even played it. From my experience, even the simplest of Kinesia Dice games tend to offer clever wrinkles within their gameplay, so I'm willing to give this one the benefit of the doubt. Next up, Terra Nova, expected to release in the fourth quarter of this year. Let's jump back to the opposite end of the gaming spectrum with a hotly anticipated Euro from Cosmos and Capstone Games. Terra Nova promises to be a streamlined version of the highly regarded Terra Mystica. Why is that exciting? I am all for games that try to lower the barrier to entry and trim down on playing time. I actually owned Terra Mystica for a few solid months, but I never managed to play it because I couldn't get the stars to align by mustering the energy from myself to learn the game and finding gaming friends who were willing to give it a go. With Terra Nova, it looks like I'll finally get to dive into this popular system. Next game is Catherine, The Cities of the Serena. This one is expected to release in July. Now similar to An Empty Throne, this one was mostly a gut feeling blind pre-order that will be interesting to get to the table. I could see this game either feeling overwhelmingly generic or surprisingly clever. So why is that exciting? Where it apparently plays in 30-45 to minutes and provides a streamlined set of rules, it at least won't require too much time and energy for me to find out whether this Euro from Capstone Games is up my alley. Capstone tends to land with big hits far more than they miss, at least at my table, so I'm always interested to see what they are putting out next. Another hotly anticipated game, Starship Captains, releasing in the fourth quarter of this year. Starship Captains has big shoes to fill considering it's the next big release from publisher CGE following the mega-hit Lost Ruins of Arnak. While I always appreciate CGE's productions, I found the gameplay of Arnak to be fine, but largely forgettable. So why am I even excited about Starship Captains? I'm still interested to see what Starship Captains and its engine-building gameplay in a crew-commanding theme is all about. One thing I especially admire about CGE's headline titles is the amount of love they put into their productions, from their charming rulebooks all the way to their vivid art and satisfying components. But for one I'm really hotly anticipating, My Island, expected to release in the fourth quarter. Reiner and Cosmos had me going good, making me think that my city, rollin' right, was all they had up their sleeve. It turns out that they were still sitting on their biggest surprise, My Island, the big box standalone sequel to My City featuring hexagonal polyomino tiles. I should have seen this one coming, seeing how Reiner has a history of experimenting with squares versus hexes in his classic games, between Tigers and Euphrates and Yellow and Yangtze, or Ingenious and Axio. He's done this before. So why am I excited for My Island? Well, My City has gotten endless heaps of praise from ByteWing Games for being an addictive, approachable intense legacy polyomino game perfect for my wife and i apparently the 24 episodes from that game wasn't enough space for dr knezia to flex his design chops so now he plans to treat us with another spatial puzzle feast i am here for it but my island is not the last of them because the knezia hype train is finally going to pull in station with one last 2022 release an expansion for the quest for el dorado called dangers and muisca expected to release in the fourth quarter and I've heard that this is one of two upcoming expansions to this widely popular title. So why is this one exciting? Well, not much has been revealed yet, aside from the fact that this expansion introduces a couple modules to this legendary deck-building race game. The first being dangers, including crocodiles, rapids, and temples with keys, and a mysterious Moistka tribe who is trying to help you find El Dorado, apparently. The only problem is that the quest for Eldorado has been split off into two different art styles by various publishers, and the North American publisher, Ravensburger, seems to be dragging their feet and joining the Vincent Detrait train or even announcing this expansion for North American gamers. What gives, Ravensburger? Are you telling me you'd rather be publishing the great British baking show game? <laughs> No biggie. I mean, it's not like the entire industry considers the Quest for Eldorado among your top three games out of the hundreds you've ever published. Anyway, let's talk about another game, Undaunted Stalingrad, expected to release in the fourth quarter of this year. It's mightily impressive to see the designers of Undaunted crank out expansions and sequels faster than I can play through all the scenarios. While I may wait a while to pick up this one after its release, I never fail to enjoy a play of Undaunted. Why is this one exciting? Well, Stalingrad appears to be their most ambitious release yet, thanks to the massive amount of cards, tiles, and notably, branching scenarios. Moving on, another game I'm looking forward to, Sky Mines, releasing in the fourth quarter of this year. I recently got the chance to play and discuss Mombasa. I shared my full thoughts about that in a previous episode. The game is by Alexander Pfister, and playing that only made me more excited for the re-implementation titled Sky Mines. For fans of heavy Euros, I've pointed out a few titles in my list to look forward to, but Sky Mines might just be the most notable of them all, especially if you've never played Mombasa. Why is this one exciting? Well, aside from the fact that it utilizes a more humane theme, I'm most excited to see what the second side of the game board provides. It seems that Mr. Pfister is adding a lot more gameplay content and variety to his beloved design. Now those are 14 more games from other publishers that I'm hotly anticipating this year, but for us at Bytewing Games, we are anticipating one game more than any other for the second half of 2022. That's because we are planning to launch Trailblazers on Kickstarter in mid-August, and our pre-launch page is already up. You can find the link to that page in the description of this podcast. And if you visit the Kickstarter page, you can click to be notified the moment it launches. So why is this exciting? Well, we genuinely believe that Trailblazers will satisfy many different kinds of gamers. Those who love travel friendly games, or deep solo games, or route building challenges, push your luck tension, simultaneous card drafting, outdoor adventuring, and so much more. We have demoed this game for a lot of gamers, a lot of strangers, at a couple different conventions now. And the biggest takeaway for me is that this is just a likable game. There's an inherent satisfaction to building out your loops in the spatial puzzle that Ryan Courtney has really, really perfected here. And notably, it manages to hit that sweet spot where it's approachable to teach anybody, yet for folks who want a game that they can really sink their teeth into, Trailblazers offers mind-boggling depth to its challenges and its variety. So I encourage you to check out the link in the description of this podcast, follow the project, and support ByteWing Games. Please remember that Bytewing Games is only made possible and kept alive through the support of our fans and backers via our published games. So thank you so much for your support. Thanks for joining for another episode. My name is Nick Murray, and you've been listening to the Bytewing Games Podcast.